This is Wisconsin's Weekend Morning News with Libby Collins. And it is beginning to look a little bit like Christmas. We'll talk about that later on this morning. And I'll give you an update of what's going on. But, you know, Adam just had that story about Carol Meekins, who joins me later today at 11 o'clock on WTMJ Conversations. And a lot of people around Milwaukee are talking about Carol, one of whom is joining us now, Phil Sklar. He is with the National Bobblehead Hall of Fame and Museum. And, Phil, you are celebrating Carol Meekins with a very special bobblehead today. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, we unveiled uh, Carol's bobblehead to honor and celebrate her and also raise money for her scholarship fund. Which I love because it's a bobblehead where she's featured sitting at that news desk, which for 32 years we watched her. But more importantly, uh, raising money for the scholarship. Tell us about that. Yeah, so the Carol Meekins Scholarship Fund, she started, uh, gives $2,500 to a deserving student uh, to pursue their higher education. And so we thought that would be a perfect way to, you know, celebrate her. Uh, You know, bobbleheads are an ultimate honor. And uh, it's really unique to have a news anchor featured in a bobblehead. And so we thought uh, we pitched it to TMJ4, and uh, they loved the idea. And so we released it on the day of her retirement to really celebrate her and and raise funds for her scholarship fund. And it's a great way for people to, to commemorate her. People have been watching her for, you mentioned, 32 years, and she's been a part of a lot of people's lives. And and is that available now? How, if somebody wants to get a bobblehead of Carol Meekin and contribute to that scholarship fund, what do they need to do, Phil? Yeah, so they're available now. You can go to our website, store.bobbleheadhall.com. Or stop by the museum, and they're thirty dollars each, with ten dollars for everyone sold going to the scholarship fund. And uh, yeah, it's a great, great item to you know celebrate Carol and add to your bobblehead collection, or maybe it'll be your first bobblehead. <laughs> I love it. And has Carol responded to her likeness at all? Have you heard from her? Yes, yeah, she, uh, she did have some input uh, along the way, and um, she she like uh, thought it turned out really well from what we've. Yeah, and I've talked to her actually over the years. I've uh, been able to see her both on and off camera, and uh, she's just a really genuine, awesome person. It's great to see her be able to to retire on a high note and be able to enjoy time with family and uh, do some other passion projects. Uh, you know, while she's uh, you know has a lot of energy, and it's great to see uh, all the tributes pouring in from Carol Meekins Day to a lot of different uh, people wishing her well. Yeah, and like you said, she is a genuine person, and you can hear more about her genuineness because she is very candid in her conversation with me today. We're going to have that at 11 o'clock this morning on WTMJ. Phil, always great to have you here. Yeah, great being here, and uh, great to have a positively Milwaukee bobblehead uh, added to the collection. Absolutely positive. All right. Thanks, Phil. We've got a busy show ahead. We've got some toy safety tips for you as you're out there doing your holiday shopping. We also have some gift suggestions for the person who has everything. And, of course, if you've been paying that auto insurance, uh, you know those rates are going up. We're going to talk about that. Mark Cass is going to join us in a little while, and he's going to explain what that RNC media walkthrough was really all about. Matt Miller's here, and he looks at 
the Golden Bachelor. Plus, we're going to take a week and a look back at the week in review. Adam Roberts is in the newsroom. Isaac's here pushing those buttons. And in just two minutes, it's Matt Sossler in sports right here on WTMJ. Little bit, well, a little bit chilly. Uh, you're getting either some rain or some snow around the area. It's 37 degrees at 8:12 on WTMJ. The Bucks limited the Atlanta Hawks to seven points over the last five minutes in a 132 to 121 win. I thought just the players were tremendous tonight, um, both sides of the ball. But you know, it's, it seems to be a theme in the you know fourth quarter. We really buckle down. And that's important. I always say, your, you know, the fourth quarter has to be your best quarter, especially the last five minutes. And our team is really uh, bought into that. Head coach Adrian Griffin, Giannis had his first triple-double of the season, and Damian Lillard finished with 25 points. Up next, the Bucks host the New York Knicks on Tuesday night in the quarterfinals of the NBA in-season tournament. Coverage on WTMJ starts at 6. Marquette's defense struggled in their 75-64 loss to Wisconsin. We didn't give them enough resistance on our defensive end in that first half, and they scored 46 points. Right. Uh, our defensive energy and intensity coming out of halftime was so much better, but you can't, it takes what it takes. 40 minutes of that is what it would have taken right. to win today. Head coach Shaka Smart, the third-ranked Golden Eagles, allowed 46 first-half points in the rivalry. They've now lost three straight to their in-state rivals. Their next contest is Wednesday night at home against Texas. The Packers welcome the defending Super Bowl champions to Lambeau Field tonight. Yeah, they're, they're different. Um, obviously, they have some different pieces out there. Um, and just looking at tape, they, they do a little bit of different things. You know, it's not as much as the pressure packages that we were seeing um, a couple years ago, but they still do um, some really good stuff, some really good pressures. Um, so it's something that, you know, we'll have a good plan for this week. Um, but obviously, it's, it's a different team. Quarterback Jordan Love, this is the first non-divisional opponent that Love will start against for a second time. His first start against Kansas City came in 2021 when Aaron Rodgers was out with COVID-19. Kickoff from Green Bay is scheduled for 720. I'm Matt Sossler, WTMJ Sports. And of course, what a lot of people are wondering is... Taylor Swift going to be in Green Bay today. Ah, we'll have to wait and see, won't we? It's 816. We have 37 degrees at WTMJ and in just a couple minutes. Bart Cass from the Milwaukee Business Journal will join us on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. Well, as you're waking up on this overcast Sunday morning, depending on where you are, you might have some rain or some snow. Uh, depending on where you are... Which would be more inland. You're going to get anywhere from a trace to about two inches of that white stuff. Uh, rain mainly at the lakefront and a high of 40 degrees. And tonight, cloudy, 31 for a low. Tomorrow looks mostly cloudy and 40. Another chance of rain or snow on Tuesday with a high of 40 degrees. And Wednesday, you've got 41 under cloudy skies. Sheboygan right now has some snow at 34 degrees. Looks like Racine has a little bit of light rain at 36. And Milwaukee, you're at 37 degrees under cloudy skies at 819. Well, it's time to check in on our Tri-County Contracting Hotline with Mark Cass. He is the editor-in-chief of the Milwaukee Business Journal. What an exciting week, Mark. You had the opportunity to be part of that RNC Media walkthrough. There were over 400 national, international, and of course, local media right here in Milwaukee. What was that like? It was interesting. It was just nice to see the crowd. It was nice to see these people from all over the world who were here in Milwaukee. It was nice to see the arena all set up in the sense that it had, you know, the RNC signs all over the place, 
lot of talk about the convention. Everybody from the RNC was in town. It was a small run through for this event in terms of the number of people there, but really starts us on the way, Libby. You know, it's not that far. I mean, once we get into 24, you're talking six and a half months and you're there. So just a nice kind of energy in the room. It was nice. I got to talk to and meet a lot of reporters from all over the country, all over the world. A number of them who had never traveled to Milwaukee before were very impressed with our city, had been out to eat already, had been checking it out. So I think you're going to see things really start to happen now. Once 24 starts, I think you'll see more contracts. You'll see more activity. You'll see this thing really ramp up. Probably sometime early January, we'll see the security zone. Sometime in either January or February, we'll see more of where they're all going to stay. This is coming. I know we've been talking about it for a while, but we're getting closer. And this was the first official sign it is on its way. Were there any recognizable faces among the media? You know, some, but not many. This was more of the producers, the people who figure out the best angles for the camera shots, the people who set up the booths, work through things. So not a lot of the anchors weren't here. There were a few pretty big name reporters in town, but mostly it was just that. And then, and then of course, a lot of local media was there, which is always good. And just the energy. I just enjoy that kind of thing. There was a big party on Wednesday night at the Milwaukee Theater, a chance for people just to kind of try products. They, of course, had Miller Highlights there. They had, they had some brats there. They had cheese curds. They had all kinds of stuff to show <laughs> off more. I love it. You had another big story, speaking of excitement in the Business Journal, when you said that the planned opening of that soccer stadium right. in the Iron District has been delayed. Why? What, what does that mean to the area. Probably not a surprise because of interest rates in the economy. I mean, it's slowed down pretty much everything. You think about, we talked a couple weeks ago about the music venue that's being built right next to the arena, how that was held up because of interest rates in the economy. The same thing here, they're trying to raise money for the project. So now they're talking instead of 25, they're opening it in 26, starting play. A lot of excitement, a lot of energy in that area of downtown. Around 6 in Michigan, we have seen construction start there with the apartments that are underway. They hope to start the stadium next year, have it open in 26, get that going. Because of that area and of that project, I get asked most about the soccer stadium. There's a lot of individuals in the city who want to see that happen and want to see more soccer because it's such a growing sport. Obviously huge in Europe, growing in America, and just something that when it's open, it's going to be a huge thing to that area. Mark, I know your pockets are empty because Black Friday, Small Business huh. Saturday, and Cyber Monday are over. Uh, how did well, that shopping season gifts, go? So that's why. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, you should see the gift. Oh, no, wait. I can't tell you about all the gifts I got you. Everybody heading into it was a little, I wouldn't say skeptical, but it's kind of flat, small growth, 3% growth, and ended up being around 8%. People were spending their money. I think a lot of it was sales. I think everywhere you went, you saw 30% off, 40% off, 50% off sales earlier. Retailers are being very aggressive this season because of some of the worries. We saw it from Walmart already, saw it from Target, from Kohl's, all saying how they believe that some of our consumers are slowing down their spending. Well, they're not so far for the holidays, so there is spending going on. I think you'll see it spread out over the next couple of weeks. I think everyone's going to be waiting for sales, waiting for that one thing they really want. This economy is fascinating. People expected a recession to happen. It hasn't happened yet. We've seen a slowdown. We still have very low unemployment, Libby. We still have people spending money, people hiring. So it'll be curious to see how this one ends up, but I think it'll be a little bit on the upside as compared to where everybody thought it was going to be. Well, I know one of the ways you get around the city when you're doing your shopping is on the hop, and there's a new big I, name I'm still sponsor. Looking for you. Every, time I'm, every time I'm on the hop, I'm looking for Libby. Cole's opened their store, of course, right in the heart of the city, and now is the sponsor of the hop for the next month. Really trying to increase the name recognition of the store, increase the awareness of the store. A lot of excitement about the store, a lot of excitement about seeing that on the hop and the bright red colors as it rolls through the streets. So I think it's a nice move by Coles as they enter the downtown. I think it's another sponsor for the hop, which is always good. I think the thing now is what's next for the hop. When will we see the expansion talks? Where would that money come from? And I've kind of been saying, you know, the last couple weeks, it's become obvious to me that nothing much is going to happen until after April. 
and everyone asks why April, because that's when the mayoral election is. I think after the mayoral election, if the current mayor is reelected, which right now everyone expects him to be, he has said he wants to expand it. Will that then happen? Where will they work to the money? Because there's a lot of talk about extending it up from the intermodal up to the convention center, from the convention center up to the arena, and then north, and then south, of course, through the third ward into Walker's Point. When can that happen? I think we may see some indications of that next year. Another thing that we're looking at for next year is we're starting to see some home prices drop, not just around the country, crazy, but here finally. in southeastern Wisconsin. Yeah, you, crazy you know, that that's finally happening after all these yeah. years of going up, 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 and all these wars. Well, you know, we're finally seeing kind of the impact of the economy, the impact of interest rates, and also the holiday season, November, December, a slower time period. So you're starting to see, you know, not as much competition for homes, maybe people holding off and saying, well, let's wait and see what happens with interest rates. Will they come down in 24? Should I wait six months before I buy the house? So you're seeing them come down. I don't know how long that'll last. So I think once the market heats up again, you'll see them kind of head back up. But this is interesting. It's kind of a change. We've had years and years of these prices going up. We've had years and years of, you know, four, five, six offers on one house, people being asked to drop their home inspections, people being asked to drop all kinds of things to make these deals happen. You've seen the market slow a bit. So we'll see how that rolls in the 24. I think it'll all depend on interest rates. What will happen? Will they start to head down after the last 18 months of going up? Well, you know, Brian and David Wickard from the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show say right now the holiday season is a great time to look for a house because yeah. there's not many shoppers out there. There is less competition. Not as many people want to move or are obviously working on other things now. So he is right. This is the time if you want to grab, I'm not going to say a steal because it's not, but if you want to grab a house at a reasonable price, this may be the time. Yeah, you're always right on top of advice for consumers, you know, Mark. And I will say this. I didn't spend money on a house for you for Christmas. How about that? But I did spend something. I'll find something. But it's not a house. Yeah, well, I hear there's some nice condos downtown. Hey, listen, Mark. <laughs> hey, a- look at the clock. I got to go, Libby. I can't hear you anymore. I think I'm going through a tunnel. See you on the hop. Have a great week, Mark. <laughs> All right, Libby. I'll talk to you next week. Take care. It's 37 degrees at 826 on WTMJ. Welcome back to the second half hour of Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. I'm Libby Collins. It's been quite a week. Governor Evers on the mound. Trouble with cantaloupes, a historic house ex- expulsion, and so much more. It's the Week in Review brought to you by Outdoor Living Unlimited. What we do here is go back. And the naughty list. Now batting for your Milwaukee Braves. Governor Evers' office explaining why the governor's been using an alternative state email account under the name of a late Hall of Fame Milwaukee Braves baseball player. Evers has been using an email account with the name warren.spawn at wisconsin.gov. That it was done by my predecessor. It's done to kind of protect my uh, my work time. We don't have any plans of changing it. GovSpawn over there. Who's on the hill today? Who's the governor? Oh, oh. Rivers are going to win the today. The governor's throwing today. Huh? 300 wins. How about that? One person dead after a house fire on Milwaukee's south side. Milwaukee Fire Department says one man died after being trapped on the second floor. I don't know. It's just like looking at in fire. Just, I don't know. It just, it gave me a weird feeling. The Racine County Board unanimously approved a major Microsoft development. Actor and award-winning comedy writer Richard Marsh. UPKA is a one-person retelling of Die Hard. 
in parody form. Cantaloupes have been linked to a salmonella outbreak in 32 states, including Wisconsin. I need to thank you because I, I think you may have saved my life. Oh, good. And Michelle's too while you were at it. Oh. You said, what are you having for dinner? And I said, well, I went to the grocery store recently and I have some asparagus and we have broccoli crowns and I have a cantaloupe. And you said you need to throw out the cantaloupe. <laughs> Your response to me was... The cantaloupe was $4. Yes. Cantaloupe. Former Attorney General and self-described ultra-conservative Brad Schimmel is getting a really early start on campaigning for a seat on the state's highest court. I'm running to restore integrity and accountability to Wisconsin Supreme Court. This, like some other positions in the state, are, are supposedly nonpartisan positions. You think that ship has sailed? It's really broken down to the conservative candidates end up turning to the Republican Party for that grassroots support and the liberal candidates end up with the Democrat Party for that. I think the ship has sailed. I don't think we're bringing it back. You're it's a bass so player. Cool. Yeah. Why that instrument? Well, I had the patience of a typical grade schooler. So you could start playing bass in fourth grade. So I went with bass. You keep slapping that bass. Over 400 media delegates will make their way to downtown Milwaukee this week in preparation for the 2024 RNC. We're also uh, taking into consideration all kinds of new and different media, trying to maximize the exposure the coverage of the convention. But will there be enough hotels? I heard one alderman say last night, oh, we might have to bring in cruise ships. I mean, is that like a legitimate thing, like where we'd have to find more space for some of these people, or is it too early to say something That's like that? That's too early to say. We'll find the space. I wouldn't go on a cruise ships at this point. Boat race. The yeas are 311, the nays are 114, with two recorded as present. Breaking news from Capitol Hill. George Santos appears to have been expelled from Congress. I will not stand by quietly. I have a stellar conservative record that I am proud of. Lie! Lie! Change is coming to Democratic leadership in Madison. Current Senate Minority Leader Melissa Agard confirming this morning her intention to begin a campaign for Dane County Executive. I'm ready for my next chapter, serving you in Dane County. Israel with renewed vows to eradicate Hamas and move to the next phase of the war in southern Gaza. If Hamas is in southern Gaza, we have no choice but to go after Hamas where they are located. Seven unions representing teachers and other public workers in Wisconsin have now filed a lawsuit. They're attempting to end the state's near total ban on collective bargaining. Beyond breaking the glass ceiling as the first female member of the nation's highest court, Sandra Day O'Connor was a rare example of a justice who came up through electoral politics rather than the federal judiciary. It's great to be the first but you don't want to be the last. And if I didn't do it well, it might be. A fixture in Milwaukee television for more than three decades. Carol Meekins is anchoring her final newscast at TMJ4 tonight. I wish all of you that your holidays are filled with joy, hope, and love. Thank you. What a week. Don't listen to our Sailor Swift. Adding some smolder. Oh, babe. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. And the Weekend Review is sponsored by Outdoor Living Unlimited. And if you want to hear more from Carol Meekins, my interview with her is at 11 o'clock this morning on WTMJ Conversations. It's 840, 37 degrees at WTMJ. If you're doing some toy shopping for the holidays, we're going to tell you about some safety issues you may want to check out. It's all ahead on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. Well, we're getting into that Christmas spirit. A few flurries around the area. And 
you might be getting rain where you are. It's going to be cloudy for the most of the day. We may get anywhere from about a trace to two inches of snow inland, um, but mainly rain as you get closer to the lake. 40 for a high. And uh, tonight looks mostly cloudy. 31 tomorrow, mostly cloudy and 40. Same thing on Tuesday, except another chance of rain or snow. Got some light snowflakes in Richfield right now where it's 34 degrees. Um, Brookfield, you're got cloudy skies and 35 oak creek a little bit of drizzle and 36 and it's 37 degrees at wtmj at 843 if you're a saturday night live fan over the years you've probably seen that one fake commercial with dan Aykroyd, where he's selling items to kids that you'd never ever ever want your kid to have so is toy safety really important joining us on our tri-county contracting hotline is michelle Ryan from datcap and michelle i don't know if you've ever seen that but you know it's like here's a bag of nails here's a bag of glass for your kids and of course it's it's done humorously but there are still things to watch out for as far as safety with toys Absolutely. Choosing the right gift takes time and attention, especially when you're dealing with a child's gift. Consumers should check that toy packaging and product web pages for warning labels like small parts, magnets, suffocation hazard. Really know and understand the age of the child that you're purchasing a gift for because there is a lot of science that goes into the age grading and age range that are on packages, both games and toys. And make sure you're not buying a toy that is too advanced for the child, no matter how brilliant they are and how quickly they are advancing in their education. And then check for the safety verification labels. These could be from ASTM International or Underwriters Laboratories because they deal with the safety behind the item. It might be art materials, making sure that they're safe. It could be the electronics behind the Easy Bake Oven and and that kind of thing. So make sure that you are paying attention that they have these uh, standards in place for those toys and have been tested against those standards. And when it says flame resistant, does it really mean it's not going to burn? Well, flame resistant is something that, again, is a standard for toys with fabrics, and you want to pay attention to that as it relates to the age of the child and the type of toy or clothing product that it is. Often you will see costumes and dress-up gear that are flame resistant because of the way that they are played with, and you want to make sure that that labeling is part of those toys. And again, if you've got questions about the safety of your toy, who do we call? Yes, please call Consumer Protection at 1-800-422-7128. And I also encourage everyone, once you've purchased those toys, check for recalls just before they're wrapped as well to make sure that you can provide a safe toy to the child this season. It's 845, 37 degrees at WTMJ. We're going to get up to 40 degrees today, and you're just one minute away from Matt Sossler and Sports. Campaign scored a season-high 18 points in the Bucks' 132-121 win over the Atlanta Hawks. Cam is a veteran point guard, and he showed it tonight, and I thought he had great command of offense, getting us in sets. Head coach Adrian Griffin on his guard. The 18 points are the most pains earned since Game 6 of the Western Conference semifinals last year when he was a member of the Phoenix Suns. Up next, the Bucks host the New York Knicks on Tuesday night in the quarterfinals of the NBA in-season tournament. Coverage on WTMJ starts at 6. 
Third-ranked Marquette fell 75-64 to to in-state rival Wisconsin. Uh, we were not as aggressive and as connected as we needed to be to win a game like this. And we have to understand, I don't care if it's a rivalry game or not, people are going to want to beat us. You know, and They're going to be motivated to beat us, and uh, we're going to get their best shot. Head coach Shaka Smart, the Golden Eagles haven't won a matchup in Madison since 2017. Their next game is Wednesday night at home against Texas. The reigning MVP visits Lambeau Field tonight. Yeah, it's it's a great challenge. I think it's a great challenge every time you go against these these great quarterbacks. And certainly Coach Reed and his staff have done a great job with multiple quarterbacks over his his time uh, going back, you know, to Philly and even before that. So, um yeah, it's, it is a really good challenge. But where do we start? We start by watching the tape and trying to figure out what, what they might want to try to do to us and, and make sure we try to negate some of that stuff. Head coach Matt LaFleur, Patrick Mahomes, and the Chiefs visit Green Bay for the first time in Mahomes' career. Defensively, the Packers will get some additional help. Safety Darnell Savage was activated off of injured reserve. On the flip side, Jair Alexander's status is still questionable with a shoulder injury. Kickoff from Green Bay is scheduled for 720. I'm Matt Sossler, WTMJ Sports. Of course, the question this morning is, will Taylor be there? Uh, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Hey, speaking of Taylor Swift, uh, Beyonce's movie uh, debuted this past weekend, and we've got Matt Miller coming up in just a couple minutes. He's going to tell you how the two movies compare. It's all ahead on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. Okay, the question I have this morning is, did Matt Miller stand up and do the hands, you know, back and forth thing when he saw the Beyonce movie this past weekend? Joining us, Matt Miller. He, of course, is a media critic and pop culture editor at OnMilwaukee.com. And how does Beyonce stack up next to Taylor's movie? Important to note, first of all, I did not dance in the theater. That would have been a, an that would have been an act of terrorism. Honestly, <laughs> my dance moves are not for human consumption. Uh, but yeah, so I did see the Beyonce movie this uh, past weekend. It, it is very different from Taylor Swift's movie, I would say. Taylor Swift's movie is a straight-up concert film. It is just the concert from tip to tail, from opening to encore. Whereas the Beyonce movie is, is has a lot of the concert elements in it, but it's also kind of like this like road diary a little bit of kind of Beyonce talking about, you know, the behind the scenes of how this came together and the behind the scenes of this kind of phase of her life and her career and her family. Um, I think that makes it a little bit more interesting in some ways because you're getting kind of a peek behind the curtain of such a massive production. Uh, But it also is, you know, the Taylor Swift show has all of her hits. It is the whole – that, that's why that tour was such a massive moment was because it was all of Taylor Swift's career in a single night, whereas this is the Renaissance tour. This is basically her latest album tour, and it just doesn't have quite the same drama, quite the same you know monumental feel. It's definitely a massive show, uh, but it just doesn't quite have the same impact, I would say. Sitting in the audience with other people who I I would assume most of whom were Beyonce fans, was there the same kind of enthusiasm that you saw when you sat in the theater for the Taylor Swift movie? 
I don't think so. The Taylor Swift movie, first of all, was a younger crowd in my experience. So it was mm-hmm. more people really excited about, you know, this concert experience. Um, younger people getting this, like, kind of group communal experience they probably weren't able to experience in person at the Eras Tour, because obviously it never came to Wisconsin, um, and also cost a hyperbolillion dollars for even the worst ticket. Um, well, we might get Taylor yeah. at a football game tonight. Yeah, we'll see. Well, you know, I just really hope Taylor Swift's at the game tonight because she's been so elusive and so out of the spotlight for so long. I just want to make sure she's doing okay, you know? (laughs) Um, But yeah, I I think the Beyonce movie is more interesting, but the Taylor Swift movie is probably the one that I enjoyed watching more, if that makes sense. Yeah, that do, that does make sense. I, I, you know, difference between watching a documentary and getting up and being part of the show, I can see the difference. All right, I got to move on because you said a more mature audience for Beyonce. <laughs> Speaking of mature audiences, the Golden Bachelor had their finale this week. Now, I got I, I got to make a confession to you. So I didn't see the first several episodes, and then a friend said, "You know, Libby, you really ought to watch this one." And I, I. I did. I don't usually watch The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, but this I got the biggest kick out of. And, of course, the day before the finale, the Hollywood Reporter came out with this story about, hey, this Golden Bachelor isn't so golden after all, which sort of <laughs> added to the, um, shall we say, absurdity of, of this, of this uh, TV series. Yeah, it's it's kind of, the finale was kind of a bummer for the Golden Bachelor cuz I I think like you and a lot of people really kind of fell in love with this season, kind of fell in love with how sincere and how genuine like there was no feeling that anyone was doing this to get famous. It just was a nice group of people. No one wanted to be a villain. No one wanted to be a reality, you know, breakout star. It was just a nice show about nice people trying to find love at an older age. Uh, and it was very charming. And then in the finale, it kind of became The Bachelor. It became uh, a guy being really bad at doing this <laughs> and being cool, cruel, uh, emotionally distant to whoever he didn't choose. And it was just kind of a bummer. I mean, it was good reality TV because you had this new kind of villain character in Gary who went from, you know, oh, he's so charming to like, oh, this dude's not handling this well at all. Um, and But it wasn't the finale to this very nice show we had been watching over the past several months. It was the finale to a kind of the worst case scenario of the show where you're like, oh, like... I don't, and I really, so the end of the show reveals that they're going to do the wedding on TV, that he chose Teresa, and and that is such an utter misread of why people (laughs) liked The Golden Bachelor, is the reason we liked The Golden Bachelor was that these did not seem like the kind of people who would want a reality show wedding, and who would want their wedding broadcast on TV, and now... We're going to get this wedding, and all of the Bachelor alumni are going to be in the crowd, and that's going to be very upsetting to me because these are 72-year-old people with reality show friends instead of actual friends <laughs> in the crowd. It, it's, well, and I know they're doing that because the strike happened, and they don't have a lot of new TV yet. Still, They're still catching up. 
But come on, no one wants that. Well, plus, it, like I said, if you read the holiday, the Hollywood Reporter story, you find out the guy lived with a woman for two years. He worked as a maintenance man. Not that there's anything wrong with that. And coming from Indiana, I'm familiar with that lake he lives on. And let me tell you something. It's it's not as nice as a lot of lakes we have around here in Wisconsin. And that's all I'll say about that. But are anyway, you telling me, are you telling me that a reality show may have lied for the sake of a better story? Because I just find that hard to believe. Pumped up, pumped up the background. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, listen. Before we go, I know you're really excited because you've got the Great British Baking Show finale. I've I've watched it. It's lovely. It is wonderful. It is not the person Aww. I would have picked to win, but it is. So delightful! It is so perfectly Great British Baking Show how it ends. I love it. It's it, the show's back. Last season was a little rough. This season they got their form back. You know they they are now worthy of a Hollywood handshake. Well, there's 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 hope for the world yet, Matt. Even the Great British Baking Show can be great again. <laughs> love it you should get a hat hey matt miller always great to have you here and in the meantime until he joins us next time you can check out all of his columns at onmilwaukee.com have a great week matt you as well all right coming up to eight fifty-eight, and uh, we've got adam roberts in the newsroom there's a story this morning about a, a local catholic priest and uh, Well, I'll let Adam tell the story. We're going to talk about that a little bit more. It's all ahead on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. This is Wisconsin's Weekend Morning News with Libby Collins. We've got a busy hour ahead of us. We're going to hear a little bit about insurance rates and why they're costing so much in Wisconsin. Also, we've got some ideas as far as holiday gifts for the person who has everything. But first I want to, uh, Adam, if you could stay here in the newsroom with us, because um, there's a story about Father Mark Payne that you have this morning. Um, I, I know the Milwaukee Journal covers it, but it was originated in a a Catholic publication called The Pillar. And uh, listen, I'm a lifelong Catholic, and any time that I see something like this, it saddens me in many ways. And because I've known a lot of priests through the years, I know that mm-hmm. their lives are up very often because they're public figures to scrutiny. But uh, this one, I think, is a little bit, well, there's a little bit more there than than some things that we hear. What What's some of the background on this? So The Pillar, again, a national publication, they're working on the story. It originally uh, dropped, I think, on November 30th, so a few days ago. And the meat and potatoes of it, Libby, is that Father Mark Payne has, according to this publication, been owning a condo with an unidentified man since 2003. Uh, They have confirmed that there's posts on social media that seem to purport that the father and this man are a couple. He also was hired to teach theology at St. Monica's in Whitefish Bay, then resigned in April of 2023. Um, And then as far as what could be happening next, uh, it seems like, and it's important to note, that this Christmas, the 100th anniversary of the St. Monica Parish, and they won't have their primary father on staff. I believe I had in the newscast that it looks like Matthew Jacob will be serving 
in his place. And to your point, Libby, I myself am not Catholic, but I went to St. Mary Springs Academy in Fond du Lac, very much a Catholic private institution. And we had very good relationships with the sisters that were at the school, and we also had an on-site uh, father as well, a priest that would uh, talk with us and was served as basically a guidance counselor with a little bit of that Catholic slant and perspective on things as well. So, yeah. Well, you know, and, and here's the thing about Father Mark Payne is he's not just a a, a parish priest or, or uh, you know, the, the pastor of this uh, these two parishes, which are, by the way, I've been to at least St. Eugene's and lovely parishes, great congregations there. Um, but he also was appointed a judicial vicar. And that, that is in the Catholic Church. That is a, a, a leadership position. That's right. Where he, he leads in tribunals when looking at other situations within the church structure where he would then be part of the judicial uh, board that looks at these inquiries. But also, he has a national platform mm -hmm. as well because Father Payne um, is also chaplain of Heart of the Nation, which is a not-profit, which is right here in Wisconsin, and they provide television masses throughout the country so and you know youtube and all of that so it, it's really like i said it's it saddens me that a story like this has come out and i know there are a lot of questions and and i'm sure that members of of both of those parishes are in a great deal of pain and um I, i'm sure that father Payne is is feeling this too because just knowing priests and, and nuns the way I have through the years, they like to, even though there's a lot of eyeballs on them at all times, they also have a right to a, a private life. And when something like this comes out, it just, it's, it's really sad for everybody involved. So I think what's going to, when they have this investigation that's being, is underway, I think Father Payne by the, by the diocese, correct. By the archdiocese. Yes, yeah. and so I think when it comes to that investigation, what I would, if I'm guessing here, and this is speculation, I'll just point that out right off the bat. But I would assume that in the the father will probably use in his defense that definition of celibacy. So, Libby, again, you purport to be Catholic. I went to a Catholic institution, so the catechism we're familiar with it. And the definition of celibacy in the Catechism is, quote, the state or condition of those who have chosen to remain unmarried. And so Payne's defense will probably be that, well, the man and I, yes, we lived together, but we never did wed, we were never married. And I assume the Archdiocese will follow with, well, yes, but we also have rectorals for priests to live in. You did not, and we're living with somebody else. I think it's even more than that. And this is what is so so upsetting and, and disturbing to myself, and I think a lot of other Catholics, is once a story like this is broken— Father Payne is not going to be able to be a priest anymore in the diocese. There's just too much scrutiny now that is on him. And that usually in situations like this, um, the priest will step back. They will no longer be serving a parish. And whether or not they, they pursue things in terms of, I mean, there are, are ways that you can uh, certainly petition the Vatican to... To, there's a process where if you're no longer a priest, but it's 
just so sad, particularly in the Catholic Church these days, when there is a shortage of priests. And in this particular case, where you have two very high-profile active parishes that were sharing a single priest in the archdiocese, that is just one less priest that is going to be out there serving people. So as I said, just a sad story on so many levels, Adam. And of course, this is probably the worst time of year for this to happen, too, as we enter the Advent season. Christmas is less than a month away. Just a terrible time, like you said, with the staffing shortage of priests in general. Now they're stretched even thinner. Yeah, just a a sad story all around. And I know you'll stay on top of it and find out what's going on, but I'll also tell you this, that once a story like this is broken, it will become very quiet in terms of the archdiocese and what you're going to hear after this point. I think um, there's not going to be a whole lot of follow-up. So, Adam, thank you so much. You'll be back with us again at 930 with uh, more things going on because it's a very active news day for a Sunday morning in southeastern Wisconsin. We are just a couple minutes away. We've got sports coming up with Matt Sossler right here on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. Bucks limited the Atlanta Hawks to seven points over the last five minutes in a 132-121 to win. I thought just the players were tremendous tonight, um, both sides of the ball. But, you know, it's, it seems to be a theme in, a, you know, fourth quarter we really buckle down. And that's important. I always say, you you know, the fourth quarter has to be your best quarter, especially the last five minutes. And our team is really uh, bought into that. Head coach Adrian Griffin, Giannis had his first triple-double of the season, and Damian Lillard finished with 25 points. Up next, the Bucks host the New York Knicks on Tuesday night in the quarterfinals of the NBA in-season tournament. Coverage on WTMJ starts at 6. Marquette's defense struggled in their 75-64 loss to Wisconsin. We didn't give them enough resistance on our defensive end in that first half, and they scored 46 points. Right. Uh, our defensive energy and intensity coming out of halftime was so much better, but you can't, it takes what it takes. 40 minutes of that is what it would have taken right. to win today. Head coach Shaka Smart, the third-ranked Golden Eagles, allowed 46 first-half points in the rivalry. They've now lost three straight to their in-state rivals. Their next contest is Wednesday night at home against Texas. The Packers welcome the defending Super Bowl champions to Lambeau Field tonight. Yeah, they're, they're different. Um, obviously, they have some different pieces out there, um, and the just looking at tape, they, they do a little bit of different things. You know, it's not as much as the pressure packages that we were seeing um, a couple years ago, but they still do um, some really good stuff, some really good pressures. Um, so it's something that, you know, we'll have a good plan for this week. Um, but obviously, it's, it's a different team. Quarterback Jordan Love, this is the first non-divisional opponent that Love will start against for a second time. His first start against Kansas City came in 2021 when Aaron Rodgers was out with COVID-19. Kickoff from Green Bay is scheduled for 720. I'm Matt Sossler, WTMJ Sports. And all eyes will be on that box to see if Taylor Swift is going to be up there. Hey, and maybe she'll get joined by, uh, no, I guess guess we wouldn't see, um, yeah, no. Because there'd be two different teams. The gymnast who's married to the Packer. Well, yeah, Simone Biles. Maybe Well, maybe they'll be in two different boxes. Taylor on this side of the field and Simone on the other. We'll just have to wait and see tonight. It's 920, 39 degrees at WTMJ. Well, let's 
take a look at that weather because it's pretty overcast this morning. And depending on where you are, you might be getting some light rain or even some snow flurries. Uh, that's going to go away as the day goes on. But uh, further inland, you might get as much as two inches of snow, but probably more like drizzle if you're along the lakefront. Our high temperature is going to be 40 degrees. And tonight, mostly cloudy down to 31. On uh, Monday and Tuesday, more clouds. And on Tuesday, you might even have a chance of snow or rain that high temperature at 40 degrees both days. Wednesday, partly cloudy and breezy, 41. And on Thursday, we warm up a little bit under partly cloudy skies. We're going to get up to 48 degrees. Oconomowoc right now, you're getting some snow flurries and you've got 34 degrees. Mequon, a little bit of drizzle and it's 38. Looks like Tosa, you're seeing a little bit of sun behind those clouds, but not too much. And uh, your temperature there is 37 and it's 37 degrees at WTMJ at 924. The following is a paid presentation. Advice and opinions expressed during the Sunday sip are solely that of the hosts or guests and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC. Today we are talking with Matt Walker. Matt is the owner and managing director of Walker Media Agency and one of our great partners here at WTMJ. Great to see you, Matt. Thanksgiving good? Everybody good? Yeah, everybody's good. (laughs) No complaints here. Well, let's talk a little bit about Walker Media Agency and what you do. You have such a broad spectrum of services. So can you kind of break it down into its parts? Yeah. Well, I think at the core, we're trying to be a long-term partner to everybody that we work with. But some of the leading products that we start with are typically website projects. That's normally something that gets us in the door. Um, We see those projects go well, and somebody says, hey, can you take care of this too? And so those tend to be projects from Salesforce consulting to marketing, advertising, branding, IT, anything, you name it. It seems like in those spaces we can help with or at least find a way to connect the dots. Let me ask something you just mentioned there touched a point of interest for me. And I know one of the things that we talk about when I talk about your company is you usually like to start when you have a new partner in in the website. Mm -hmm. And why do you want to focus first on helping companies rebuild their website? Is it because it's for so many of them like an afterthought? Yeah. So a lot of times when we work with a mid-sized company here in Wisconsin or somebody else around the country, they probably started their website like 10, 15 years ago, and then they didn't touch it. Like never again. And got like a friend to do it because they know stuff about computers. Yeah. Yeah. Some (laughs) IT person somewhere said, hey, we can help. And now it's really not maintained. Nobody really knows what's going on with it. Hey, like only one or two people have access to it. What do we do? And the other reason we like to start with it is because it kind of becomes a central hub for everything about your business, right? Mm-hmm. Everything can then be sourced back to that website, right? So if, if you're out there and, for example, one of our clients, they make little tiny rivets, right, that, that use for other manufacturers. Okay. They come in, a catalog of all their products weren't even on their website when we started working with them. They're like, how do people even know what you make anymore? Right. And since you haven't touched it in 10 years, all these new products you make, nobody knows you make them. So a lot of times it becomes sort of like a central hub of resources, content, things like that, where they can come in and say, oh, yeah, we need to put together a flyer later on or we want to design something new. And they can go back to the website and just grab and pull from there and keep building onto that. And that's why we use it as like the first entry point, the first step. 
Well, and what I love about that too, and 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 Walker Media Agency in general, what sets you apart is you have this sort of long term vision, but you also know like. Because you're local and you're working with great local companies, it's like I feel you wanting them to be successful. Like this this website or whatever they want to work with you on, this should be working as hard for your business as you are. Yeah. I think a lot of times people don't realize that your number one salesperson is probably your website. They're probably the first person that anybody talks to at your company or first appearance that comes forward from your company. Because nine times out of ten, somebody's going to Google it before they right, ever talk absolutely. to you. Yeah. What else sets Walker Media Agency apart in the space that you are? A lot of folks do what you do. Yeah, I think for us, uh, we've strategically tried to be more of a remote uh, uh, team so that we can lower the cost burden on the clients that we serve. Beyond that, I also think we have a deep understanding in digital and online technology first. Mm -hmm. And we've kind of had to learn the traditional side of marketing as opposed to what a lot of companies or other agencies in the space do today is they started a long time ago in public relations or television and they've had to move into the digital space uh, sometimes not by choice and so i think we've gone the other route so we have a deeper expertise in that area as well you know the thing that i think sets your company apart matt obviously i mentioned you're local you and i are both tosa east guys so been part of this community your whole life and that matters what matters to you outside of, you know, the nine to five work hours, not that you work nine to five, nobody does anymore, right? Yeah. <laughs> what's what's yeah. important to your agency and company in the community? Yeah, uh, you're not wrong, right? Nine to five doesn't seem to <laughs> That's happen, gone. especially when you own your own uh, business. But I will say, uh, for me, I play too much chess. Okay. So that's something that's going on outside of here. Um, I, I probably run too much, but it's probably a big drop off when it starts to get cold <laughs> like this, um, just to keep some sanity. And uh, actually what we're doing this year is for all of our, our clients and our customers, we give out a gift every year and it's always a Yeti, something that lasts a long time okay. on purpose, Solid. right? But this year what we did is we kind of did a, a, an outline, a design ourselves uh, from the Oak Leaf Trail. Uh, here in Milwaukee and our clients all over don't understand probably what that trail is but for me that's a place where I've kind of escaped uh, from a lot of work <laughs> well, I'm super proud to, to be representing your great company and working in, in partnership that's something that we share we call it partners here when you're working with people I know partnership is important to you and I, I really appreciate the opportunity to do that with you cool yeah we appreciate it too Vince a vision for the future for your company how, how do you think you're gonna grow there yeah we've grown quickly um, so when I split off from a four-way partnership that I had at a company before this, uh, I had to start over, and we've really grown quickly, up to 19 people over three years. Um, we want to continue to grow fast, and I think that takes us continue to have lasting partnerships with the people we work with. And so far, that's worked, and we hope that continues. Aaron and Jeff Colwall, been with us at WTMJ for a long time. I mean, talk about partnership, the things he has to say about what you've done for their long-standing business. Uh, you continue to work and, and help Jeff and his company grow, and the partnership is for real over there. Yeah, Jeff and Aaron Kowal have been great for us. Um, we've really appreciated working with them, the trust that they put in our team. It's definitely a good partnership for us and for them. Well, continued success, Matt. Really proud to be in business with you and, uh, and call you a partner as well. Yeah. It's Matt Walker. It's Walker Media Agency. And you can find them at walkerwtmj.com or just text the word Walker to 855-616-1620. I'm Vince Vetrano, and this is the Sunday Sip. It's 37 degrees at 930 on WTMJ. Coming up next, Adam Robertson News right here on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. 
Welcome back. I'm Libby Collins. It's the final half hour of Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. I'm so excited about our conversation with Carol Meekins at 11 o'clock today, but we've got a preview of it coming up in just a few minutes. It's 938 and 39 degrees at WTMJ. Insurance rates are rising, and unfortunately... Wisconsin hasn't been exempt from this trend. Joining us on our Tri-County Contracting Hotline is Abby Drexler. She is with Market Watch Guides. And Abby, you've done quite a bit of research on this and how those insurance rates are affecting consumers. Yes, I have. We have actually kind of looked into the rates across the country as a whole and have been diving into each of these states that have seen even a higher increase. Tell us what Wisconsinites are experiencing and why. Yeah, so right now from 2023, Wisconsin's saw a 38.9% increase in insurance rates. The national average was 16% from 2022 to 2023. So Wisconsin saw higher than the national average. That is kind of going into a few different things. Overall, this is kind of affecting everywhere. Car repair costs are going up. Cost of parts are going up. Cost of everything is going up. So that's one part of it. But specifically Wisconsin, we are seeing that they are having more severe weather incidents. So essentially, y'all, like cold weather and y'all's damages. Severe weather, usually the insurers in the state that have a much higher probability of paying out, they will increase if severe weather is higher. Another thing is animal collisions are more of a risk for Wisconsin drivers. We found some information that showed that drivers in Wisconsin have a 1 in 60 chance of an animal collision-related claim, which is the fourth most likely in the country. So they are higher than most states to have an animal collision. Wow. So how does that... Then, yeah, so how does that affect your car insurance rates then? Insurers in general, anything that puts them at risk for having to pay out, a higher risk for having to pay out, they are going to increase rates. So that goes into, like, if you live in an area that has more car theft. Like, we're seeing that a lot this year with the Kia and Hyundai trends, right? Like, with Kia and Hyundai being broken into. Anything that, like, puts you at a higher risk. We also have data that shows that, like, urban areas, you pay higher in urban areas than you do in rural areas, which, I mean, makes sense because you're more likely to have to pay out. It's not just y'all with y'all's winter weather. Down states that have, like, see all those hurricanes and things and flooding damages, that affects it. Anything that puts you at a higher risk to having to pay out, insurers take that into consideration. Okay, well, let's look at it this way. You mentioned the deer collisions, and you mentioned getting your car stolen. If you live let's say, in northern Wisconsin or a more rural area, you're going to be more inclined to hit a deer, but probably less likely to have your car stolen. On the other hand, if you live in Milwaukee or one of the larger cities like Madison, you're less likely to hit a deer in the middle of town, but you're more likely to maybe have your car stolen. So how does this balance out when all the rates throughout the state have gone up? Looking at all these factors at once, because actually another area that's kind of going for y'all is the healthcare costs have gone up significantly as well. So like that includes if when medical costs are kind of a big part that insurers have to pay for any injury related claim, so those have gone up. I think it's a combination. What kind of makes y'all everywhere seeing these increases? That's why nationally it went up 16%. But some things that kind of make y'all stick out is those severe weather, is that Wisconsin animal collisions and things like that. They can vary among cities. If you live in a rural, if you live in an urban, your rates probably are slightly different. Where we were looking at as a whole in Wisconsin, based on data we pulled from the quadrant. So we're looking at totals. You're right. It can vary just because an average Wisconsin went up 39%. Where you live specifically does play the factor in that.
Do you think that car insurance rates will ever go down in Wisconsin? I think that's a question not just for Wisconsin. That's a question for the country, right? Unfortunately, things that are kind of affecting just nationally, not like, you know, everywhere and why it's going up everywhere, which like car repair costs, equal vehicle prices, healthcare, like those aren't, those only appear to be increasing as of right now. Things y'all can't really control, which is like the severe weather and the animal collisions uh, probably are going to stay the same, but the factors that just seem to keep increasing don't seem to be going down anytime soon. So it's likely going to continue going up for the foreseeable future. Hopefully not forever, but for the foreseeable future. Abby Drexler from Market Watch Guides. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. 942, 39 degrees at WTMJ. Coming up, we've got a preview of what you're going to hear from Carol Meekins at 11 o'clock today on Conversations. I'm Libby Collins on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. We're going to get to sports with Matt Sossler in just a couple minutes. But I, I, I was so happy to sit down with Carol Meekins. What an honor it was because her 32 years on TMJ4, it just doesn't happen anymore. You don't see people who stay at that anchor desk for that long a period of time. And we've been so lucky to have her here in Milwaukee. But before she got here, um, she did work in some smaller television markets. And Carol shared some eye-opening incidents with me. Where was it that you really wanted to be? Well, my ultimate goal, I thought, was to be in a top 20 and also do whatever. I don't have a narcissistic bone in my body. I don't need to be the center of attention. I kind of was, even though I kept anchoring all this time, I was not all that enchanted with it. I mean, I saw my face on a billboard in Alabama and I thought, oh, this is cool. And then after a while, I didn't enjoy it because a man followed me home one night. And so that was, he was just being uh, just a fan or whatever, just being, you know, he's being nice. It wasn't a... uh, But that's still scary. Yeah, exactly. And that began to not feel as good when that man followed me because he had seen the billboard. And I lived in an apartment complex not far. And, you know, you're not making a lot of money. So it's not like I was in some gated area or anything. Mm -hmm. But and then I thought, ooh, is this, you know, you're so out there. And in Richmond, there was a young lady who threatened to kill herself if she didn't see me. So things like that made me like, eh. You know, and Carol spent 32 years as anchor at TMJ4. But uh, it's kind of interesting. When she first got to Milwaukee, believe it or not, she had some doubts. Did Milwaukee come looking for you, or did you look for Milwaukee? My agent got me this. And before I came to Milwaukee, I was up for a network reporter job with CBS, I believe it was. But I always have known. I traveled my whole life. I have no interest in war zones, travel, and all that. I never just That's not me. I'm not into that. So Milwaukee called. Your they agent were interested. Said, okay, they're yes, interested. They were interested. So were you interested? Did you say, gee, Milwaukee, that sounds interesting. It's really weird because when I was working on my master's, I used to read about Ed Henshaw had written some things about the Milwaukee Press Club. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. They have that up there, you know. And there, it was, I think back then there was something on the press council. And I remember reading about that. I know this sounds strange, but in my mind, I thought, I bet one day I'll work in Milwaukee. When you walked into TMJ4 the first time, Did you really think, I'm going to be here for the next three decades? No, no. I signed a one-year contract. (laughs) One year. (laughs) Well, they had fired somebody, Uh and then I knew better. I thought, ooh. I got in the cab, and the guy goes, where are you going? I said, I'm going to WTMJ at that time. They they said, ooh, I hate them. They fired Melody Wilson. I said, oh, I think that was where I was coming in. I'm like, well, I won't be here long. These people are mad. (laughs) So I was ready. (laughs) And you had to follow that. I thought, ooh, this is going to be rough.
I can't tell you how delightful Carol was in that conversation. She was so open. Uh, I heard things I never heard before. We hear about her background. She was the daughter of somebody who was in the Air Force, so she traveled all over the world before she even was out of school. And also, one of my favorite parts, asking her about her favorite song that she sings along to. You might be surprised with what she has to say. That's coming up at 11 o'clock today on WTMJ Conversations. It's 948. You're one minute away from Matt Sossler and sports. Campaign scored a season-high 18 points in the Bucks' 132-121 to win over the Atlanta Hawks. Cam is a veteran point guard, and he showed it tonight, and I thought he had great command of offense, getting us in sets. Head coach Adrian Griffin on his guard. The 18 points are the most pains earned since Game 6 of the Western Conference semifinals last year when he was a member of the Phoenix Suns. Up next, the Bucks host the New York Knicks on Tuesday night in the quarterfinals of the NBA in-season tournament. Coverage on WTMJ starts at 6. Third-ranked Marquette fell 75-64 to to in-state rival Wisconsin. Uh, we were not as aggressive and as connected as we needed to be to win a game like this. And we have to understand, I don't care if it's a rivalry game or not, people are going to want to beat us. You know, and They're going to be motivated to beat us, and uh, we're going to get their best shot. Head coach Shaka Smart, the Golden Eagles haven't won a matchup in Madison since 2017. Their next game is Wednesday night at home against Texas. The reigning MVP visits Lambeau Field tonight. Yeah, it's it's a great challenge. I think it's a great challenge every time you go against these these great quarterbacks. And certainly Coach Reed and his staff have they've done a great job with multiple quarterbacks over his his time, uh, going back, you know, to Philly and even before that. So um yeah, it's, it is a really good challenge. But where do we start? We start by watching the tape and trying to figure out what, what they might want to try to do to us and, and make sure we try to negate some of that stuff. Head coach Matt LaFleur, Patrick Mahomes, and the Chiefs visit Green Bay for the first time in Mahomes' career. Defensively, the Packers will get some additional help. Safety Darnell Savage was activated off of injured reserve. On the flip side, Jair Alexander's status is still questionable with a shoulder injury. Kickoff from Green Bay is scheduled for 720. I'm Matt Sossler, WTMJ Sports. Thanks a lot, Matt. It's going to be partly cloudy today, a little bit of drizzle, a little bit of snow flurries, depending on where you are. Our high temperature is only going to be 40 degrees. We have 930, or I'm sorry, we have 37 degrees at 951. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. I don't know about you, but I have some people on my gift list that I can never figure out what to get them. But here's a great idea. Joining us from the Zoological Society of Milwaukee on our Tri-County Contracting Hotline is Katie Krecklow. And Katie, you've got some great ideas for us. I do, because you know what? I am one of those people that is impossible to shop for. I don't do a good job of giving people a list of what I'm looking for. And several years ago, my parents actually gave me the gift of a zoo pass. And what I loved is is a gift of experience. And you can go to the zoo throughout the entire year. It's good for 12 months from when you get it. And it's free admission, free regular admission and free parking and things like that. So now that I work for the Zoological Society, I, I continue to, to spread the word that a zoo pass is one of the best gifts. It's something you 
can give that impossible person or something you can ask for if you just don't really know what you're looking for this year. ZooPass is a great gift. You know, it also, I love it because it's also a good conservation gift. We do have those kids or people sometimes that they get a gift and it's just going to sit in the closet or it's going to get thrown out or things like that. So a gift of an experience is just a wonderful idea. Now, that ZooPass also includes members-only discounts on a lot of zoo attractions. Give us an example of some of those. Yeah, yeah. The ZooPass has so many different benefits. So in addition to the free regular admission, we give coupons for rides on the train, which is always a favorite. Um, Sometimes it's the first thing that kids want to run to. So you get coupons for the train or the carousel or the summer exhibit. So that's something you don't have to worry about paying for. Um, In the beginning, we give four coupons to new members. Or if you renew, we give a little bit more. Plus, you get discounts on a lot of events. So the zoo has a Boo at the Zoo event um, around Halloween. You get discounts for that. You'll get a discount for Wild Lights. Um, You also get priority registration for our classes and camps. And summer camps sell out quickly. So having that uh, priority registration is a huge benefit of a zoo pass. Well, I know one year somebody gave me the gift of, of an animal sponsorship, and you have those available this year as well. We do. You know, and it's one of those, I, I hate to keep bringing up my personal life, but that's something that I received as a kid. Um, in an animal sponsorship, um, you can choose from many different animals we have at the zoo. Um, and people love it because they kind of have like a sense of, uh, I want to say ownership almost, like just a connection to these animals. Right now, we have a limited time animal sponsorship offer of Shuto the new male snow leopard. So with that sponsorship, you'll get an adorable plush toy snow leopard that's made out of recyclable material. So that's another great conservation message we're sending. But if your loved one has a favorite animal, sometimes we have people who look at the names of the animals and want to give one to someone with a similar name or just their favorite animal. And then if you have a zoo pass, you can come visit that animal throughout the year. So it's a really unique idea and it really connects people to our wonderful local zoo. And finally, if you can't quite figure out what you want to give them, there's always that gift card option. Gift cards are so popular, absolutely. And gift cards will work for a zoo pass. It'll work for an animal sponsorship. It'll also work for some of our events throughout the year. We have a bike riding event that you can use the gift card for. We also have the zoo classes and camps that you can use a gift card for. So a lot of different uses. Again, as you said, for that, that impossible person to shop for, it's a gift card will go a long way. I think a lot of people are going to take advantage of it this year. Katie Cricklow from the Zoological Society of Milwaukee. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. And I'm Libby Collins. Brian and David Wickard are in the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show. It's coming up after the news. They're talking about pending home sales. They're the lowest they've ever been, and they'll break that down for you. And I'll be back at 11 o'clock today with our WTMJ Conversations with Carol Meekins.